Hey guys, Pastor Travis here from Unity Church Magnolia. We are excited that you chose to listen to this podcast. We pray that it will bring you hope, peace, and encouragement for your journey with Christ. God bless you as you listen. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. All right, so we are in the middle of our uh, series we started last week entitled Discipline, and we're talking about discipline uh, to do the things that God has called us to do, the things that uh, He has ordained for us to do. Last week, our first installment was entitled Faithful to Finish, Faithful to Finish the Things that God Had called us to do. And so, Miss Susan, make sure you're on part two there. I believe, I believe you probably are. But uh, faithful to finish uh, everything that God has called you to do. He's given you the empowerment and the grace to finish. So we've got a little video to recap uh, last week's message. Instead of me standing up here and recapping that for you, uh, we've got a video that will do that from last week's message. Uh, Susan, if you could do that for us. which means in the process of being transformed. The world knew the disciples because of the way they talked, the way they lived, the way they acted, the way they walked. They, they, hey, hey, he, he looks like one of them. Never set goals that you know good and well that you won't keep. They should be realistic, but they should also be somewhat out of reach. If it's not too big for you, then it's not big enough. You see, good goals should cause you to stretch. Oh, it's uncomfortable. It's supposed to be. I want God to enlarge this place. I hope that one day this sanctuary is not big enough to hold the people. I want God to enlarge our territory. He does things so gradual. If you look at Ezekiel in the temple where where he was called out into the waters, he didn't go jump in head deep. He waded out ankle deep, knee deep, waist deep, and before he knew it, he was over his head. So I believe that God's going to do that in some of your lives. It's going to be gradual, but one day you're going to look back and say, oh my God, look how far I came. So God, give me some prophetic vision to see past what I see in the present. I love what Helen Keller said, the only thing worse than being blind is having sight but no vision asking and thinking we talk about asking a lot but I think sometimes we just need to spend some time thinking what could God do in my life but we've got to be determined that we're going to be faithful to finish quit giving up quit giving in quit bowing down to what you see right now and believe God that he can do exceedingly abundantly more than you can ask or think Come on, can somebody give God praise for that word last week? Amen. So that was Faithful to Finish. Today we're going to start the message entitled, The Hard Choices. The Hard Choices. How many knows that the, the right choice is not always the easy one, right? And so sometimes we've got to be faithful and disciplined to make the hard choices in life. 2 Timothy 1.7 says, For the spirit God gave us does not make us timid, but gives us power, love, and self-discipline. God's desire for your life 
is that you be disciplined in all that you do. God did not want us to be weak, lazy Christians. He wanted us to be disciplined. He wants us to have a spirit of discipline on our life. Father, we thank you for your word. I pray that it will speak life and truth to us today. God, be with the kids in the other building, God. We ask that your perfect will be done uh, in their lives as well. We give you praise in Jesus' name. Everybody said amen. Would you give the worship team a hand this morning? Amen. Somebody say the hard choices. So God's gift to humanity, number one, from the beginning, is the freedom of choice. That's a gift from God. I'm thankful that God didn't want a bunch of robots who were going to worship him whether they wanted to or not. I'm thankful that God gave us the gift to choose to worship him and the choice to live for him. God is all about the choice, and he wants us to make the right ones. Genesis 2, 16 through 17 says, But the Lord God warned him, You may freely eat the fruit of every tree in the garden. He's giving them this choice. He's like, you are free to eat the fruit of every tree in the garden except the tree of the knowledge of good and evil. And here's the deal. He said, if, somebody say if, if implies a choice. If you choose to eat its fruit, you are sure to die. So it says, if you eat the fruit, you're, but, but we know that if it's saying, hey, I'm laying, I'm giving you a gift a gift of choice. I'm not going to force you to obey me. I'm going to give you the free will. Somebody say free will to obey me. You see, we've got to consider that God created the tree that led to spiritual death. Have you thought about that? God created that tree. And here's the deal. Everything that God created, he called good. He called everything good. So was the tree bad? No, the tree, the fruit that led to Adam and Eve's spiritual death, that, that led to the series of events that caused, uh, you know, Jesus to have to come back and die on the cross, all of those things, that tree was created and called good by God. It's the choice that Adam and Eve made that was evil because God said, I'm giving you a choice, and the only way for you to have free will to, to live for me or to make choices that are contrary to my will is to give you an opportunity to, to, to make the choice. So he said, I'm going to place a tree in the garden, and I'm going to say, you can have everything that you see. It's yours. He gave it to mankind. He said, it's yours to tend, you know, take care of it, enjoy it, enjoy the fruit, except for this one tree. But how many of you know many times in our lives that it's the one thing that we can't have that we want? Oh, we can have all this good stuff in our life, you know, uh, we see this with kids sometimes, you know, you give them all this stuff. You know, we've seen our kids, they've got Legos, they've got movies, they've got Nintendo systems, they've got games, they've got all this stuff, and, 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 and they sit around the house like this, bored, nothing to do. Why? Because there's one thing that they want that they can't have. And because they can't have the one thing, they don't want all the other good stuff that they have. That's, is, I don't blame the kids. That's humanity. We're like that. We want the bigger boat, the bigger house, the car, the whatever, the job, the woman, the man, whatever. The, you, know, the, you know, I believe that there's young people walking around, the, walking around lonely because they didn't get the one they wanted. 
And so now they're not going to settle for anybody. I'm not telling you to settle. I'm not preaching the gospel that says just settle. But I'm just telling you, sometimes we need to see what's right in front of us. All the good that God's put in front of us. God created the tree that led to spiritual death. This tree was a gift to mankind that gave us the ability to make our own choices. It's a gift and a curse. Joshua 24, 15 says, But if you refuse to serve the Lord, then choose today whom you're going to serve. Would you prefer the gods your ancestors served beyond the Euphrates, or will it be the gods of the Amorites in whose land you now live? But as for me and my family, we're going to serve the Lord. We're going to serve the Lord. He made a choice. You have a choice to choose who you're going to serve. You have a choice to choose the kind of life that you're going to live. But I believe that God is saying it's time to get off the fence and choose. Am I going to live for God or am I going to live for the world? Am I going to live for God or am I going to live for the flesh? It's time to choose. Somebody say it's time to choose. 1 Kings 18.21 said, Then Elijah stood in front of them and said, How much longer will you waver? Hobbling between two options. If the Lord is God, follow him. But if Baal is God, then follow him. But the people were completely silent because we don't like to make the choice. We don't like to make the hard choices. In that day, it was popular to serve Baal. But Elijah stood before them and all of the prophets of Baal and said, it's time for you to quit wavering between two choices. It's time for you to choose. Now, that's spiritual, but I believe that we can, we can look at this in our lives. I believe that some of us need to quit hobbling between the different options that we have in life. I believe God wants us to be able to just make a choice. God gave us the ability to make choices in our life. Pray, ask God to lead you, guide you, and direct you, and then make a choice. Quit hobbling, quit being wavering, quit being indecisive. You know, God wants us to be able to choose and to choose wisely, but usually the wise choice is not the easy choice. Revelation, sometimes it is. Just because it's hard doesn't make it right either. But I'm just saying, sometimes we've got to be able to make the hard choices. Revelations 3.20 says, Look, I stand at the door and knock. But the next word is one of the most important words. If, somebody say if, if you hear my voice and open the door, that means we have two choices to make. First, we've got to hear his voice. Then we've got to open the door. Because just because he's knocking doesn't mean that you're going to choose to hear it. You can, how many knows if you drown something out long enough, you no longer hear it? All the married men said, Amen. We may not be making that conscious choice, but I know my wife says to me all the time, did you hear what I was saying? Huh? It's, it's so funny. JoJo has this down. JoJo has this down. JoJo, I need you to go clean your toys. Clean up your toys. Hey, JoJo, did you hear me? Huh? <laughs> I'm like, he's already a man. Wow, that's amazing. I don't even have to train him to do that. <laughs> First, you got to hear him. He's knocking. 
Some of you have been sitting in church for, for years, and he's been knocking, saying, hey, let me in. Now, now the next choice is to open the door and let him have his way in your life. It says, it says if you hear my voice and open the door, this is so awesome. I will come in, and we will share meals together as friends. God's saying, I want to be your friend. I want to have fellowship with you. I want to have time with you. I want to help you make the hard choices. I want to help you out, but you've got to let me in and give me control over your life. That is our choice. Can somebody say amen? God will do everything and anything to love on you. That is the truth, man. He'll, he will go out of his way. We sing the song, you know, uh, there's no wall you won't kick down or lie you won't tear down or something like that. You know, God will come chasing after you. I do believe that. He'll do everything in his ability to love on you, draw you in, and he will even chase you down. However, it is still your choice to let him in your life. You are responsible for making the hard choices in your life. Somebody say the hard choices. Number two, the right choice is rarely the easy choice. Galatians 5, 16 through 18 says this, So I say, let the Holy Spirit guide your lives. Let him guide your lives. Then you won't be doing what your sinful nature craves. Just because you have accepted Jesus as your Lord and Savior, just because you, you come to church, just because you pay your tithes doesn't mean that your sinful nature is going to stop craving things that you don't need. All right? We were at Java Primo yesterday, and, and Pamela ordered a mocha cake. Man, it looked good. And I started craving it immediately. But I've been trying to lose weight. We've been going to the gym, and I knew I didn't need a mocha cake. And so I didn't get a mocha cake. And Pamela said, you want to help me eat the mocha cake? I was like, no, I don't want to help you eat the mocha cake because I don't need the mocha cake. But that didn't mean I wasn't craving it. And so there's going to be things in your life that you're going to crave. You want it. You want to partake in this. You want to do this. But, but God said, I'm giving you the ability to make the hard choice. Because sometimes it's the hard choices, making the hard choices, that's where the freedom comes. You see, see temptation is not the sin. You, get, you need to quit feeling guilty because you're tempted to eat the mocha cake. Oh, I'm such a bad person because I want to eat the mocha cake. I'm such a fatty. I want the mocha cake, you know. No, go eat beating yourself up because you're tempted. Temptation is not the sin. Your flesh will always crave to do evil. It's going to happen. Galatians 5, 16 through 18 says this, The sinful nature wants to do evil, which is just the opposite of what the Spirit wants. And the Spirit gives us desires that are opposite of what the sinful nature desires. These two forces are constantly fighting each other. So you are not free to carry out your own good intentions. This is a fight. It's a struggle. You know, it's, it's, like, it's like I want to do good, but, but, but I want to do bad. It's like the devil and the angel on the, on the shoulders. This is real. It, I know that's cartoon, but this is real. You have the good fighting the bad all the time. In verse 18 it says, but, somebody say but. Your buts can help you out and they can also get you in trouble. When you are directed by the Spirit, you are not um, under the obligations of the law of Moses. It's saying, yes, 
Your flesh is going to be at war with your spirit. It's going to happen. Your, your flesh is going to crave things that you don't need. Your spirit is going to crave time in the word, time in prayer, time in fellowship, time in worship. Your spirit, your flesh is going to say, it's Sunday morning. You've worked hard all week. Stay in bed, rest, watch football, you know, eat, whatever. And, and your spirit's going to say, why don't we get up and go to church? Can I help you? Sometimes... Just like, just like in real life, you need to unplug the butt and let it have its way. You need, to, you need to allow God to do the impossible in your life. And sometimes we need to get past, yeah, it's hard. I don't understand why I struggle. I don't understand why I'm tempted. But God has given us, God has given us the ability to be directed by the Spirit of God which sets us free from the law of Moses. What is the law of Moses? The law of Moses says you're going to sin. Oh, that's what it said. You're going to sin. You're going to have to sacrifice. You're going to have to pay for it. You're going to have to make, make your own remissions for your sins and different things. That's the law of Moses. But the law of grace says you don't have to. You don't have to. The law of Moses said, oh, yeah, you're going to fail. Your flesh is going to win. You, and, and because of that, we're going to set some things up in a place that's going to help you to overcome that. But the law of grace says you don't have to. You don't have to get up tomorrow and sin. You don't have to. We choose to. You don't have to. The Bible says this, that we should live above reproach. Now, that's Scripture, New Testament Scripture. We have to live above reproach. Now, am I saying that if you mess up that you just lost your salvation? Absolutely not. I don't believe that grace is that weak, right? I don't believe mercy is that weak. I believe God's grace will see us through those times. But I believe that God has given us grace to make the hard choices. Somebody say, I want grace to make the hard choices. Number three, the right choice must be met with discipline. Discipline goes a long ways. Sometimes we can't find our freedom because we just simply have lack of discipline. Galatians 5, 24 through 25 says, Those who belong to Christ, Jesus, have nailed the passions and desires of the sinful nature to the cross and crucified them there. Since we are living by the Spirit, let us follow the Spirit's leading in every part of our life. You see, the hard choice is nailing your sinful desires to the cross. That's the hard part. But then discipline is what keeps them there. The hard choice is saying, I'm not going to do that anymore. I'm not going to eat mocha cake anymore. I'm, I'm, I'm not going to eat Little Debbie's anymore. But discipline says whenever you're walking down the bread aisle at Walmart and little Debbie's are there shining in all of their glorious ways, that you keep walking. Discipline says, no, I made a choice and I'm going to stick to it. Do I believe little Debbie's are sinful? No, because I love them. I love them. My kids love them. They eat them. They eat them. You know, they, they do that. And, and we serve them here, and it's awesome, and, and we're thankful for that. But I can't have it because I keep every single one. They never leave. They never leave. Just like mocha cake. Never leaves. Two hours on the elliptical, and they're still there. I've never spent two hours on the elliptical. That is a straight, bold-faced lie. Okay. <laughs> 
it's funny. It's funny. But, but uh, you know, it's, it's discipline that keeps your sinful, I'm just using that as an example, desires nailed to the cross. I'm not going to look at porn anymore. But do we have the discipline to carry that out? I'm not going to, I'm not going to, to, uh, to be lazy anymore. Well, are we getting up and, and doing things that, that causes that to, have, have we put discipline with that? So it is the hard choice to finally nail those things to the cross, but it is discipline that keeps those things there. Now, let me explain that. Galatians 5.1 says, so Christ has truly set us free. Thank God. He's the only one that can do it. Now make sure that you stay free. He said, now you got to make the choice that you're going to stay free. He sets us free, but now we have to make the choice to stay free. And don't get tied up again in slavery to the law. Now that's, that's just Bible. That's Scripture saying, hey, I'm giving you the choice that God is going to set you free. It's your choice to stay free. You see, salvation is God's part. He's the only one that can do that. Discipline to stay free is our part. That's just the way it is. God's saying, hey, I'm, I, he's, he's paid the ultimate price to set us free. There's nobody else that can do it. There's nothing you can do to earn it. It's just free salvation. God gave it to you. But it's your job to remain free. 1 Corinthians 9, 27 says, I discipline. This is Paul, writer of a majority of the New Testament. I mean, this is Paul. I discipline my body like an athlete, training it to do what it should. I discipline my body to train it to do what it should. Otherwise, I fear that after preaching to others, I myself might be disqualified. Paul's saying it's important to me to live a life of freedom, and I'm going to discipline myself to make sure that that is the case. Can somebody say amen? Right living takes training. Train yourself with discipline to make the right choices. And with discipline, you can change your cravings. Did you know that? I guarantee you, if you, are, if you are bound to Coke, I know people that, man, they've got to have Coke. They drink Coke all day long. But if you fast Coke for 30 days, I promise you the first one you have, you're not going to enjoy it as much as you used to. It's going to taste different. It's going to burn when it goes down, <laughs> you know. I mean, you're going to change your cravings. I've seen people completely set free just by fasting it for, for, a, for a few weeks. And, and you can do this. I'm telling you, I know people that they couldn't get off coffee or caffeine because if, if they tried, you know, they had headaches. And so, and so they were addicted to coffee, and so they fasted coffee. And guess what? They found out that after a few days for your body to detox, now you've changed your cravings, and now you can be set free from coffee. You can be set free from cigarettes. You can be set free from alcohol. You can be set free from drugs. I promise you, if you fast it long enough, your cravings are going to change. Your cravings are going to change. Do they always completely go away? No, but they will change. They will change. God is wanting us to have discipline to make the hard choices in our life. And when we do, when we do, I promise you, you're going to see the quality of your life begin to change. I don't want to be bound to anything but God. It doesn't matter how big or how small. I don't want to be bound to something. God set me free. So why would I choose chains of slavery when I could be living life as a free man. 
but sometimes that requires us to make the hard choices. Look at somebody and say, it's time to make the hard choices. Would you stand with me this morning? Hey guys, Pastor Travis here with you again. I pray that you were encouraged by today's message. Also, I would like to invite you to check out our website at ucmagnolia.com. There you can see what's going on at the church and you can give online and be a part of what God is doing right here in Magnolia and around the world. Also, we would like to invite you to join us in worship on Sunday mornings at 10.30 a.m. God bless you and we hope to see you soon.